0: So what we watch anime So what we play leak We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy So what we watch anime So what we play leak We're just having fun We don't care who sees so what we stay here, it don't bother me, living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 64 for July 24th, 2016. With me today I have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh.
1: I was pretty much only invited because everyone else was running late.
0: Yep, pretty much. And we have Jerry parallax abstraction corcoran yellow i'm tired from running cable <laughs> you're tired i'm nathan ring Spruth. i walked up a mountain <laughs> yesterday oh jesus and i'm sunburned so <laughs> uh no i didn't get any pokemans actually uh i did have a little bit of cell service at certain parts so i did mm. get a little bit on my eggs but um it was just it was 11 mile hike so Oy. good God. I, I got to the, there's like a false summit and you get, you get up and you see the real summit, which is about maybe a quarter or half a mile away. So you would think it wouldn't be that far, but it's all uphill and all basically just cinder <coughs> the whole way. So I Whoa. looked up, I looked up at the summit and I was like, you know what? I count this as a win. And I went back down. <laughs> so uh, my friend ended up making it the full way up the summit, but that wasn't happening for me. I was just not not very interested in it. And so uh, that was my yesterday, and I got not badly sunburnt, but I got sunburnt. So...
2: Yeah, that's that's the worst.
0: Yeah, my face and arms, part of my arm, like the upper portion of my arms, and then... My face are all sunburned, but anyway, what games have you been playing? Parallax Abstraction.
2: I uh, uh, played. Uh, well, I just started the the new Witcher Three DLC, the Blood and Wine expansion, but I I literally just started it, so I haven't gotten too far into it yet. But uh, I hear from people I work with that it's um, that it's incredibly good. Um, I did the latest Hitman episode as well as the Gary Busey elusive target yesterday. I actually streamed those because I I reconfigured my streaming setup to one that hopefully sucks less now. Um, But uh, that was pretty cool. I still really, really like that game. I never got to kill Gary Busey, sadly, because I couldn't find him. And then I pissed off a guard by accident and got killed uh and the elusive targets you only get one shot at it so uh um, oh. y- yeah y- you when you when you fail it you can't retry uh, which is the whole point so they're almost roguelike-ish that way so uh so yeah that didn't uh So you don't get to that try, didn't work out.
0: like you don't get to try like once a day or anything?
2: I don't um, I should double check that but as I understand it you get one go and then that's it. Uh, that sucks. so yeah, it kind of does. And the I, they claim that the elusive targets, when they're gone, they're gone. They'll never reappear. I, I don't know if that's going to end up being the case forever. But uh, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. But uh, but I gave it a shot anyway. And uh, interestingly enough, I've been playing this week um, a whole lot of Dirt Rally, which is the uh, the... Sort of the well, the latest game in the dirt series from Codemasters that actually originally started as an early access game on Steam. It's much more to the, uh, the actual root of the dirt series, which is hardcore, pretty difficult, actual like running rally stages and stuff. Uh, I had it in early access and I played it because Codemasters did a cool thing where you could get, if you bought it in early access when it first came out, you bought it for 50% of retail price and then it slowly crept up in price until release. Um, which is how oh. I think more early access games should be done. But, um, so I bought it then, but I didn't play it very much at the time. And a, uh, a buddy of mine who has an Oculus Rift has been playing the hell out of it because they added VR support recently. Um, and then, uh, he got a couple of other guys in, into work at it. And I was like, oh man, I haven't played that in a long time. So I, uh, I've been playing that a lot the last couple of days, which, uh, yeah, it's, a hard ass rally game but i've been getting better at it it's uh it's a lot of fun i'm uh, i'm quite enjoying it <laughs> that's but, good uh, that's been the, the bulk of it this week other than that i spent a lot of this week getting my uh redoing both my youtube and live streaming sort of production processes i guess and changing a bunch of tools around and stuff which i think is going to make stuff a lot better so
0: good good and yeah. you and you posted a video what's it today or
2: that. Yeah, I put up a video uh, this morning, actually, of a, an indie, a roguelike indie shmup called Steridan that actually came out last year, but I got a random unsolicited review code for it recently, and I didn't notice how old it was. But it's really, really, really good. Uh, it really surprised me. So I was like, okay, I want to. Uh, I'm I'm going to do a video of this anyway. And it was, it was the first video done on my new tool setup, which which worked out a lot better. So it's. Uh, but that's on my channel now. It's it's a really good game. I'm liking it a lot.
0: That's good. That's good. And yeah, uh, I've been playing that off
2: and on for like two weeks.
0: Oh, okay. And then you finally yeah. posted a video on it. And, yeah, I uh, wanted
2: to do some get some more time into it.
0: Connor, what uh, what games have you been playing?
1: So I've been playing a whole bunch of Overwatch in the very little time that I've had. I uh, I'm experiencing this phenomenon where I come home from work and I'm just exhausted. Yeah, and it sucks. don't want to play video games. Yeah, i have uh, I also just, I mean, like before we started the podcast, started playing Fallout Four again. I'm gonna give uh survival mode a try because that looks. Ooh. I mean, uh, hardcore mode was my favorite part of New Vegas almost, and. You know, maybe it'll be good enough to redeem 4.
0: Maybe. maybe That would be interesting. I,
1: I know some people are liking the survival mode. You
2: know, people who are into that level of challenge.
0: I myself am not into that level of challenge. <laughs> I like... I, I mean, I like hard games, but I don't like making them unbearably difficult. So, you know, mm. I, I kind kind of try to avoid games that will punish you for for very minor things. Anyway, uh is there anything else you've been playing or or just you haven't been playing a lot cuz you come guess, home uh, from
1: work? The the Catamari idle clicker game for mobile. I've been checking that out. It's okay. Oh, yeah. it's, it's nothing special. It's it it's good at killing time, I guess, but Yeah. whatever. 2 out of 5.
0: <laughs> 2 out of 5. Okay.
1: That's pretty much what those games exist for, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, I have been playing, I, I start reactivated my account in Final Fantasy fourteen because mm. uh, Ricky, my friend Ricky, decided to start his account back up. And the problem I have with him, well, there's lots of problems I have with him, but the problem I have <laughs> with him in video games is that he'll always start like a character in an MMO and will have been previously on one server and when he restarts the game he'll switch to a different server and i'm like i don't want to restart my fucking characters so i mm. had to restart my fucking characters and it sucked but <clears throat> um game's very pretty one runs very very well on my new 1070 with you know it's probably still one of the prettiest mmos that's ever come out so Uh, and it runs, you know, at 120 frames a second. So that's nice. And, ah, played some Rocket League, um, some Tokyo Mirage Sessions, you know, just standard stuff. I need to beat Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, I also got, um, I think I mentioned it last week, I got my Wii, and then I got Ultimate Muscle for the Wii, which is a good game. I was going to review, well, I got it for the GameCube, but I'm playing it on the Wii. And... I was going to review it, but I kind of didn't have time to write a script and everything because I walked up a goddamn mountain. <laughs> so, you as know, you do, yeah, as I tried to avoid. But other than that, you know, not not very much I've been playing. So, uh, let's move on to some news stories. August second, uh, that's also that's also my brother's birthday, is when the Xbox yeah. One S will debut. So, apparently the rich
2: people's version.
0: Yeah, you know, it's not it's still pretty cheap to be fair. It's $400. Yeah. $400 for a 2 terabyte model. So that's yeah. that's not bad. Uh, you know, my Xbox 1 has 500 gigs. So that's pretty shitty. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's not that bad a price. It's just, yeah, it's odd that they're, that they're, they're debuting the much more expensive model first than uh, either doing them simultaneously or, or giving the enthusiast one a little later. You'd think they'd want to get the cheaper one out first given their, their, their sort of gulf, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is saying that it's, uh, so the Xbox One S will be 40% smaller, uh, has a built in power supply, unlike the Xbox One. Uh, mm. So they made it smaller, and they made the power supply, pl- supply built in. So that's nice. Uh, it will support 4K video, but it won't actually support 4K gaming. I don't think, because I think it'll just support yeah. like Blu-rays that are 4K. Um, yeah,
2: it'll support 4K Blu-ray playback. The Scorpio is supposedly the 4K gaming one.
0: Yeah, it's trying to, and Microsoft is trying to say that Gears of War four. Forza Horizon 3 and Scalebound will look even better on the Xbox One S. Yeah, I don't quite know how that works, but... That had something in my throat. Um, and apparently it comes with a new controller, too. A new textured grip controller.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, so... uh, I'm presuming neither one of you are going to get this. Nope. No. Connor no, is very I mean, very much into the pc master race
1: well that yeah. and I just bought a uh new video card so i ain't, even if it is cheaper, yeah. why would you go back when you're already so forward
0: right and then Parallax subtraction you already have an Xbox one
1: yeah, I
2: have the original and uh so I have no real need for the 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 smaller one and honestly if uh it would depend because even if the Scorpio comes out and is really really good, it it'll it'll depend because yeah, I just bought a new video card as well, and like most of with what Microsoft showed at E3 this year, a lot of the stuff that's coming at least internally that was going to be Xbox One exclusive is also coming to Windows 10 anyway, which is so awesome. Kind of like well, I'm like I can play that stuff you know as well or better than even the Scorpio will anyway. So I mean yeah, I don't really see the point. <laughs>
0: I'm hoping Sea of Thie- I'm hoping Sea of Thieves is awesome.
2: Yeah, me too. That oh, that looks that that looks like it has real potential.
0: Yeah, so, uh, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with that, but I love it, just because it's like, maybe maybe they're just trying to say, hey, you know, people who have a PC that can play these games, aren't really going to buy an Xbox, so why not? Mm-hmm. Try to at least make money off the software, which makes sense.
2: Ultimately, that's how they're supposed to succeed with these things. They usually don't uh, make much on the hardware, and yeah, they're in a distant second place this time. So they might, you know, and so they might as well be like, yeah, we we've got this group of people over here who probably wouldn't buy our machine anyway. So yeah, we can hopefully do some stuff.
0: Yeah, and I'm to be fair, two out of three of us have uh, Xbox One already. Uh, yeah. And then a, a ROA also has an Xbox One, so you would think that if – and I believe with that, if you buy it on the Xbox One, it'll also be – you'll also be able to get it on your PC is what I've heard or something. Like. like like If you buy it on one, you can play it on the other as long as you pay full price and do it through the store.
2: Or yeah, it like has that. to be digital. You can't do it with a disc. But right. uh, yeah, if you buy on yeah, it's cross cross buy. You play, you buy on one, you can play it on both, and everything will sync as well. So progress, all that other stuff will sync between them. Right. That will
0: be yeah. that will be really nice. <laughs> I, I feel would like, like
1: that's a lot of cloud storage, though.
0: So. Yeah. Well, mm. you would think so. That's not. That can't be a ton of cloud storage. It's just a save, basically yeah like, it's and I not... mean they
2: own Azure anyway so it's yeah they got they got storage racks for days right yeah. uh, let's yeah. move on to something that is I don't
0: I didn't even know this existed I've not heard a thing about it until last week when I saw it on Massively uh Ninja's anime MMO releases Naruto Online is launching and it's already launched July 20th um Huh. It is a free-to-play browser game.
2: Wow, those are still a, those are
0: still a thing, huh? Uh, apparently, <laughs> developed by uh Bandai Namco uh and Oasis Games. It <laughs> says that it, it okay, it says that it's supposed to promise exquisite graphics and furious battles.
2: I'd rather furious graphics and exquisite battles myself, but you know, yeah,
0: you know. Um, I'm just thinking, it's saying that it has great graphics. It's a fucking browser game. Like, I
2: mean, maybe it does have great graphics for a browser game. That's possible, yeah. Maybe. <laughs>
0: so are either? So you guys didn't even know about this? I bet.
1: Nope.
2: Nope, I I am not, I'm not into anime at all, and I I watch the occasional, like, giant bomb quick look of a Naruto game just because it's funny, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I didn't think browser games were much of a thing anymore, but I mean, I know Naruto has a massive fan base, so hey, I guess this, this probably makes sense? Yeah, but I, it, it, it's also an MMO
0: yeah, like, that's in true. MMO in a browser game, and they've done it before. There was a, and I think it's Runescape. still going free, on. Runescape is this free
2: to play? I assume.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it's free to play. Yeah, of course. Okay, I assume. So <laughs> they have Runescape was a was a browser game. Is a browser game? I think they have a client you can download now, don't they? I don't, I don't
1: know. Mean. Somebody showed me the graphics a while ago, and it didn't actually look that bad.
2: No. So
0: may, Runescape's maybe evolved
2: a fair bit because it was so popular. I think.
0: Yeah, and then they have Battlestar Galactica, of all things. It's a browser game. Uh-huh. So it, I guess it could be good, but I've only heard... This is the first time I've heard of it. I haven't heard anything else about it. Uh, And according to the comments, it doesn't look that great. Mm. Uh, according to the comments, they're saying that it looks like crap and kind of plays like crap.
2: No, that's unfortunate. I mean, it's probably... I mean, if it is... I know Naruto has a long, uh... Um... You know, has a has a varied fan base, but I would assume it's mostly kids. So they probably have, uh... Oh, you,
0: know, you do videos. not know... You do not know the weeaboos and otakus that we know.
2: Well, fair <laughs> point, I, I suppose. I was gonna say kids might be a little bit less discerning, but maybe, uh... But yeah, that's the thing. I I was more to more. My point was that I wonder if um, that was going to be. That's who this particular game is aimed at. Is more at the kid part of the Naruto fan base. I don't know.
0: It's possible. I mean, I don't think that it's going to last very long. Uh, it might. It might last for a while, but I don't see a lot of people gravitating towards this since i'm i'm pretty into video game news i you know go to sites you know at least every day to see if there's anything that we can talk about on the podcast anything like that that i see and i didn't know about this until a week ago so hmm. thinking that somebody who's just a casual fan of video games or, you know, somebody who doesn't read up on every little article that they come across, might actually, they I just don't see a lot of people hearing about it. And so, yeah. so my goal for the week is to get uh, Parallax Abstraction to play this game as a, PXA, <laughs> as a PXA Peaks.
2: Yeah, that would be interesting. I'd have to <laughs> see about that. Uh... Yeah, well, I guess if it's a browser game, I could just use window capture to to grab it, but uh yeah, yeah I don't know, that'd be something.
0: <laughs> uh
1: um. So, Connor, what what's your thoughts on this? I am not even a fan of Naruto or anime for that matter. And uh yeah, I'm just not the right demographic to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I probably, I like anime. Isn't. I like anime, but not a lot of anime. Like there's it has to be a very specific type of anime. And also I'm one of those uh, people that, while I do think the Japanese voices sound awesome, uh, I'd rather listen and watch a dub, because I can speak American. And yes, I know American. Well,
2: fair enough, I suppose. I know (laughs)
0: Americans not a language. Ha ha ha. Anyway. No, uh, I just... It's... I, I... lose attention very quickly and like i'll see yeah, something I could tell. pop Those up
1: podcast is getting boring yeah.
0: I'll <laughs> i will uh not pay attention to like I'll, I'll look away from the monitor and then i won't be able to read the subs so anyway moving on we've spoken about this before and we have to probably every time it comes up vivendi has bought even more stake in ubisoft ubisoft yep they yeah,
2: Ubisoft, well, Ubisoft is their, uh, their formal stated name, but yeah, everybody, so many people get it wrong, I think they'll listen to either now.
0: No, 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 even, I was reading it, and uh, I didn't post it, obviously, but they actually said that they don't care how you say their name.
2: Yeah, their so, name originally comes from combining the words ubiquitous and software, which is why it's called Ubisoft, but yeah, oh, I think okay. at this point they've given up trying to... Uh, trying to enforce that anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So Ubisoft,
0: uh, Mm. recently, or, or in the past year or so, Vivendi, who used to own Activision, they are buying up small amount of shares every once in a while, not small, quite a large amount of shares. But And they said they're not eyeing for a hostile takeover. However... They have 22.8% of the shares and its voting rights are 20.2%.
2: Yeah. Within the not too distant future, if they get a little, apparently, if they get a little bit more, they could start demanding uh, like a seat on their board of directors, which gives them, they mean, doesn't mean they own it, the place, but it means they have a fairly significant say in how it's run.
0: Yeah. It says there's a press release. From Vivendi, saying, Vivendi is not considering the launch of a public tender on Ubisoft nor acquiring the control of the company. They're uh, hoping to build a fruitful cooperation with Ubisoft. Mm. That is PR speak for, yeah, we're trying to take over the company.
2: Yeah, that that means that we have no plans at the moment, but yeah. and I remember I heard something on... um, I think it was on Co-Optional this week where they were talking about that, and I, I guess it's it was easier because Vivendi recently bought Gameloft, which was another company that was actually started by one of the Gimo brothers who started uh, Ubisoft, Yeah, and they were able to do that fairly easily, I guess, because Vivendi is a French company and Gameloft largely is too ubisoft's also french but because they have like huge operations in like canada the us and asia and stuff i guess because of the way like french corporate law works or something it's a lot harder for them uh to just out and out take them over like there's a lot more regulatory stuff involved and like ubisoft relies very heavily like the reason they have such a huge studio in montreal which is right near me here is because the quebec government gives them very very generous tax breaks yeah and uh the, you know, the Quebec government has said if their ownership changes, especially to a much larger company, they might not do that anymore. And then that suddenly makes them a lot less attractive. So it, if they I think they want the company, but I think it's going to take them a while to get there.
0: Yeah, it says here in the article that uh, if Vivendi owns more than 30 percent of a stake in Ubisoft, it has to offer a buyout bid. Right. So, so as
2: soon as they hit 30%, they have to try to buy... They, they're they legally required to try to buy the rest of the company. Wow. That is... It's friggin' uh. weird. I still yeah. find it so incredibly strange that, like, the reason they divested, they divested of Activision, even though Activision was making a ton of money, is because they were bleeding... Like, Vivendi was bleeding to death and in huge amounts of debt from a bunch of their other divisions... So they sold Activision in order to help pay off that debt and right the ship. And now they did and they're all of a sudden like, "Hey, let's spend a pile more billions to buy a different video game company." I'm like, "But why would you want to do that when you just got yourself out of the shit?" It doesn't and I don't I don't get business.
0: I don't either. Oh, well, I mean, Activision was making them a lot of money, maybe
2: which is why they were able to sell them for the premium that they did, right? Is right. Because right. They, 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 it was such a profitable company, but and Ubisoft's doing just fine too. But you know, they they took in a bunch of money to to basically save themselves from going under. Which is why they sold Activision, and now they just got their finances in order again, and they're you know they're 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 okay now. But they're still not stupidly rich, and they're like, hey, let's blow another many billions on another game company. It just I don't know. It seems very strange.
0: Well, maybe they think that if they get ubisoft and they're able to take them over. I mean, they're not planning on taking them over. But if they no. do end up taking no, them no, over. No, no,
2: we know we know take them over.
0: Yeah, maybe they're hoping Ubisoft's stock will go up and then they can uh you know, sell all the stock and make a profit off that or perhaps That might be the case. or perhaps they are wanting to take over Ubisoft and then try to turn around and sell them for a higher
2: higher market value. Yeah, it could be that, too, because that's that's the weird position they're in, right, is if Ubisoft's stock goes up, it makes it that much harder for them to buy the company, but if their stock, uh, you know, if their stock goes down... Uh, then the holdings they also have are worth less. So it's, it's, it's kind of strange. But Ubisoft, at least from the statements they've been making, seems very convinced that they are still eyeing the company. So they're hoping, like I've heard some things lately that they're actually really actively trying to encourage their employees to buy shares and all these other things to try to drive the price up to basically make themselves too unattractive for uh, Vivendi or too expensive for Vivendi.
0: Well, why don't uh, you buy stock in Ubisoft?
2: Yeah, I don't have any I mo- I don't have any money to throw away on that stuff. But and actually, I don't know. The 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 retirement plan that I'm in that I am invested in has a, a huge bunch of international funds. They might actually own Ubisoft stuff. I have no idea. I should actually look that up.
0: Yeah, I uh I don't think I could afford Ubisoft stock. They're probably pretty high. I would imagine.
2: Uh yeah, I think they're uh I know they're I cause I think they're yeah, they're thirty-five and a half euros a share. Oh, so that's so that's a lot 50, of money. So. <laughs> yeah, they they've been doing the last few years, they've been doing very well. I know at one point they were way down in like the tens, but they've uh they've done really well the last few years. And apparently the latest quarter that they just posted was also very good, so uh that might help keep them uh keep And them they're coming away. out with
0: they're coming out with more Assassin's Creed games, which everyone seems to like.
2: Yeah, Watch Dogs 2 is coming this year, which if they've... I actually didn't mind Watch Dogs 1 that much, but if it's better than the first one, we'll probably do well. The division did well. uh, You know, so they might... uh, Yeah, it might be a tougher game or tougher... uh, tougher road for them i don't know it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens personally i'd rather they i mean it's funny when you hear them sit and talk about how well we want to maintain our independence when i'm kind of like well you're a publicly traded company you're not independent uh you're owned by just a huge number of other people but at the same time i i given vivendi has an almost disney-like history of fucking up their attempts at working in video games i would rather ubisoft stay independent than have vivendi come in and change everything they're doing probably for the worst because like vivendi activision did pretty well mostly because vivendi didn't have much say in them and also because of blizzard but like if anybody remembers vivendi universal games when that existed nope um that put out a lot of crap that company and uh you know, and everyone knows how badly Disney continually bombs every attempt they make to get into video games. So I'd rather they just keep their hands off Ubisoft personally. If if Ubisoft was going to sell, I would rather it be to a company who's like, yeah, okay, we're going to buy you, but we're going to leave you guys to run the place.
0: <laughs> yeah, that I just I think it's a bad idea because Vivendi is kind of an awful company in my eyes, but
2: they're conglomerate and they do what
1: conglomerates do right
0: yeah what about you You connor what do you think on this
1: uh not really much of anything different um i don't know i mean i know one of the people who don't actually think ubisoft is an awful company i don't understand the rap that they get No, i don't think i I, I like a lot of their stuff yeah you know
2: All right, they well, do what a lot of big publishers do. They've done some shitty stuff, but they put out a lot of good stuff. I enjoy too.
0: I mean, I don't like yeah. the Assassin's Creed games, but I know uh, they did uh, Rayman, it, the new Rayman it's games. It's Not
1: even the Assassin's Creed games issue. It's the fact that they got a that they're, they're in this mentality of a new game every year. You yeah. know, excluding the the break that they like taking a break for making a game shouldn't be a newsworthy topic. No. You know, <laughs> it it should. Should. i I I wish they'd take their time and make it right instead of. You know, rushed to the deadline. Hey, I would agree uh, that with that completely. If anything would change, I would want it to be that. Other than that, I actually have nothing against the company. See,
0: and I have no problem with a game company releasing a new game every year, as long as they actually put the time in to make it better than the first or than the previous (laughs) one. And that's, I hate to say it, Activision kind of does that with the Call of Duty games only because they have three companies that make a different call of duty game so they have three years to work on the game.
2: Yeah. so well in I mean Assassin's Creed they kind of do as well because they have like 10 different Ubisoft studios work on each one but right yeah it's I mean as someone who actually does enjoy that series quite a bit it's it's frustrating because they always make really interesting worlds but the Assassin's Creed story, started off really cool and now it just doesn't make any damn sense.
0: It didn't make any
2: sense after like the
0: second story or after the second Well it kind of
2: did after the second one and still sort of did after Brotherhood. And then after that they just went, fuck it, we don't know. And I think that's where they cut back quite a bit in order to make their deadlines is they just focused on making worlds you can run around in, which I still enjoyed. But that story had cool places it could go. And that's what I'm hoping they really fix once it uh you know, with this year off is that they can improve that. But yeah, right. I, I think, I think, yeah, the yearly thing is, is, uh, is definitely a problem. I'm kind of hoping that maybe they're they'll start to shift away from that, but who knows? Let's transition
0: into another game where you can run around in it. Sonic mania is coming oh out for the, for the PC PlayStation four and Xbox one, uh, next spring, spring 2017.
2: Uh, They're not locked it, to Nintendo anymore, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess not.
2: Yeah, they were for a while.
0: Let me, let me watch this video a bit.
2: I didn't watch this press event at all because uh, I was at work at the time. But w- was there something about like they were like promoting like some snack food during it too or something? I heard it was fucking weird.
0: I have no idea. The only thing I'm seeing here is they do have a trailer in the link that I put down below. Uh. And it looks like the original games, which is nice. So it's, you know, it, it's similar to Sonic 4, it looks like. You know, where it's just the side-scrolling platform. So it looks retro Yeah, it looks retro yeah. Uh You get to play as Sonic, Tail, or Knuckles. Uh, yeah, it just looks like uh, an older Sonic game, which is awesome. I like the original Sonic games, so...
2: Yeah, I did it too. Might be fun. It's I I I mean I mean anyone who's listening to this probably doesn't need to d- be retold you know this the saga of the Sonic series and what a colossal yet well-selling train wreck it's been for what now the last decade at a minimum. What? Uh, decade? Try like by and 15 large. years. Probably more. No, more than that, I guess. It goes way back further than that, I guess. But uh Yeah, like, it's had a couple of gems here and there, but most of them have been friggin' terrible. I think maybe going back to their more sort of 2D roots is a good, interesting direction for it.
0: And they did that with Sonic 4, but Sonic 4, I guess, didn't do very well. I heard that was not good. Yeah, I heard it wasn't very good. This looks like it would be just harking back to the old, old Sonic games. What do you think about this, Connor? You haven't been saying much this whole podcast.
1: Now, I'll be honest. I'll tell you why. There's been ads playing in my uh, headset. And I've been wondering why. I Had a Steam window open. So, <laughs> <we> saw, <laughs> It's been like first time it happened. Honestly, kind of creeped me out. Anyways, nice. back to topic. I'm okay with more Sonic games.
0: Do you, to do you like the like even the bad Sonic
1: games? Uh, well, there's it, there hasn't really been any bad 2D Sonic games. Oh, you know, Sonic was, Four. The Sonic games. Sonic like, Four was the. Uh... Sonic Generations I mean, was still... good. Yeah, that was yeah, good. I, 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 I need to
2: go back and finish that. That was that was fun.
0: Uh, and the best parts of those games, of course, were the two D levels. The three D levels were yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, they were they were fun sometimes, not often. Yeah, I so, did. Yeah, th- yeah. I, I feel like it, it, a it's hard to screw up the Sonic formula, and B when they did somehow do that, you know, maybe they'll learn from their mistakes. Right. And I'm optimistic. Going back to
0: Sonic Generations, I liked um, this. I liked the fact that even though the, the 3D levels weren't that great, they were taking the 2D levels and turning them into the 3D levels, which is kind of nice. So you kind of got you got to play around with, okay, this is what it would be like in 2D, and this is what it would be like in 3D. So, yeah. Um, anyway, are you guys going to get... The, so is there a price tag on which you would actually buy this game?
2: I mean, it depends if it's, if it's a more traditional 2d game, it depends how long it is. I don't think I'd pay full AAA price for any Sonic game. Cause I just don't like them that much, but uh, yeah, depending how long it is and, uh, and you know what the gameplay is like, I mean, I, I might pay as much as 30 or 40 for it if it's long, but it would uh, you know, it, it would all depend. I, I, I'd have to see it.
1: I don't know. Maybe uh <laughs> ten bucks or something.
2: I was thinking it's like an, ten or fifteen. It's a
1: two. Yeah. Song if, it, if it's a smaller downloadable
2: title, definitely that.
0: Yeah. That's why I was thinking ten or fifteen dollars and I'd probably get it. It's most likely gonna release for probably twenty, I would imagine. Which yeah. or by if if they decide to go full price on it, no one's gonna
2: buy it. No. I think that's a smart move is to make it a smaller downloadable thing. I think doing another big AAA Sonic game, especially after Sonic Boom, would be a very bad idea. And they're coming on a Sonic Boom 2. What? Yeah. You didn't know that? Seriously. No. Oh, my (laughs) God. Did that actually
1: sell enough to justify? Jesus.
0: Yep. They are are doing a Sonic Uh, Boom 2.
1: So do you think, like, they probably heard someone joking around, like, you know, you could have a monkey do this guy's job. And the guy who, like, plans game quality assurance is just like, yeah, that would be a fun experiment. And just kind of left. And there's a monkey behind a desk just saying, oh, Sonic Boom, weird uh, weird character design. Yeah, that's all fine.
0: Yeah, weird character design. I, I guess it's a TV show. Maybe that's... Maybe the yeah, they they, they tried to tie
2: it into a cartoon, so maybe they want to do it or had to do it based on that. I'm really curious if it's going to be there's no way it's going to be Wii U or NX exclusive, but I wonder if it's going to be uh, if it's actually going to be that same developer or if they're going to give it to somebody else.
0: Yeah, so Sonic Boom, yay, I guess. Oh, wow, okay, let's move on. Uh, so. All three of us just bought new graphics cards.
1: Hooray!
0: Um, Connor yeah. got the 1070. Uh, you got an MSI 1070. I got an EVGA 1070, and Parallax Abstraction got a 1080. What what developer was it with?
2: This is the ASUS 1080 Strix uh, Strix okay. Edition, which is their sort of overclock, factory overclock version.
0: Okay. So we all got yeah. different. We all got different brands, but basically. Connor and I got the same card, and you're a little bit better than us. Whatever. We all we yeah. all knew that Parallax Abstraction was better than us anyway. So
2: Oh, yes, of course, yes, yes.
0: Um, <laughs> but they, are, they have just announced that they will be releasing, of course, everyone saw it coming, the Titan X, the new Titan X. <laughs> yeah, because
2: calling it the Titan X isn't confusing at all.
0: Yeah, it will probably be $1,200 from what I've been reading online. Yeah, I mean it, it's
2: the Titan, right? But so
0: so your card, your card has nine teraflops, right? I think think that's what it is. Ours has six point oh five. God. Ours has six point five. Uh, the Titan X has eleven teraflops, uh, forty four tops. I don't know what that means. Twelve billion Ten, transistors, yeah. three thousand five hundred eighty four CUDA cores which I think the 1080 has 2,500 or 2,600 CUDA cores.
2: So, yeah, it's something like that.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty quick. Uh, uh, up to 60% faster performance than the previous Titan X. High performance engineering for maximum overclocking. 12 gigabytes of DDR5 X memory.
2: Good Lord.
0: And uh, divorce papers. Apparently, I don't yeah, know. basically.
2: <laughs> and the funny thing is, there's a, a YouTube channel I watch called The Door TV, who does a lot of deep dive stuff into graphics cards. And he says that uh, um, based on some of the design plans and that that came out, that this card is actually not the fastest card of this generation. It's actually cut down. Uh, they will probably eventually release a 1080 Ti that will actually be faster than that. Though that's even. usually what like, they do, like the. The yeah. nine
0: eighty Ti, I think, was it was like what twenty percent twenty percent slower than the Titan the previous Titan X?
2: Yeah, something like that. I can't remember, but uh yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it's nuts. I mean, this is their card just to say, you know, even when AMD comes out with their, their new higher end cards, you know, they just wanna be able to have something out there that they know won't sell a lot, but they can say, Here's the performance champion. Right. Uh you know, it's it's uh but the thing that a lot of people were talking about, too, is the fact that, uh, you know, because AMD has been struggling quite a bit the last few years uh, and their market share in graphics has really dropped. But a lot of people have said that NVIDIA, as they get closer and closer to having a monopoly, is starting to act as such because the prices on almost all these cards are higher, substantially higher than previous generations. Like the last Titan, I don't even think cost $1,000. I thought it was
0: uh, I thought the, it was around 1000
2: or was around a thousand. Yeah. And the, and the la the 980 didn't cost as much as it does now when it came out either. And uh, a lot of people are saying, yeah, you know, they're raising the prices on these things because, well, especially for the Titans, because the Titans are for crazy rich people, you know, crazy rich people often don't have nearly as much of a ceiling and they're They're basically seeing how hard they can, they can push prices up and still sell these things. Right. And uh, which I'm, I hope AMD with the Vega cards can kind of get there, get, really get back in the fight, because I think that's, you know, proper competition's the only thing that's going to stop that from happening.
0: I would really like to say that if you think about buying the Titan X, you're stupid, because for the price of one Titan X, the new one, you could buy two of the 1080s and SLI.
2: <clears throat> or very close, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So or or 21070s and SLIM which will still be better-ish. Stupid quick. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, 6.5 teraflops uh, for the 1070 which would be uh, you know, 13 teraflops. So you would have more teraflops or whatever. You wouldn't have the access to the to the 16 gigs of RAM, you'd only be able to access the 8 gigs of RAM. So that might be a hindrance there yeah. if, if games come out that actually utilize 12 gigs of RAM. Yeah. Which Exactly. Aro and I talked about this last week. I don't know why they don't combine I mean I do know why they don't combine the RAM on those uh when you do SLI because the interface just isn't quick enough. But Yeah. My idea is develop a quicker interface.
2: Well, yeah, and I think whatever's going to do that in the future is probably going to be whatever, like, I think whatever eventually replaces PCI Express will probably have a certain measure of that kind of built in. But apparently, and I didn't know this because I don't follow this very much, but I have a colleague at work who actually has two R9 390s in Crossfire. And apparently uh, AMD cards actually don't need that little SLI bridge. And apparently they can do a certain... I guess it's not like one to one. Like, if you combine two 8 gig AMD cards, you don't get 16 gigs, but you can get more than 8 gigs of addressable RAM, I guess, something like that. It kind of sounds like Crossfire actually does a little more. Well, that's cool. In that respect. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, it's, I mean, I've always said like Crossfire or SLI are both insane to begin with, but because uh, you're paying twice as much money for at best 50% performance and only in certain games but uh you know i never i don't oppose to it i'm not opposed to it existing i just think it's a bad investment
0: <laughs> yeah so we're this as well is coming out in 2017 so my question is are either of you going to upgrade to the titan when it comes Fuck out Fuck no okay well
1: if uh if nathan wants to buy me you know like eight of them and well i mean find that's a way to fit but... eight of them inside of my case yeah totally. Uh I have a little, okay uh, A, a little
0: that little. that wouldn't work because they are only supporting uh two way SLI now.
2: Yeah, I think I yeah, actually they remember are. you saying that they earlier. It used to be used to be up to quad, but now it's only uh now it's and only you double. can
0: still do quad SLI, but you have to get like a second hand thing going on, so it's not gonna work out very well for you. Just gotta say that. It'll be it'll be
1: fine. It's Just for Titan X. You know, we could we could finally play Crisis.
2: Yeah. Finally, finally, I mean, the play. Whole I went with a, I, I, the whole reason I went with a 1080 instead of a 1070 was twofold, which was basically um, the next version of the video editing software I'm using that's coming out is supposed to finally have support for modern CUDA stuff. So this thing will hell of accelerate my rendering times. And also just because I decided it was worth spending the extra money on a card that I will probably have in this computer for five years, at least.
0: Yeah. Um, and whereas...
2: And- Because that's the thing, right, with the value proposition, because I went from a 570 to a 770 to a 970 all on the span of my last computer, which was five years before I built this one. And when you add all that up, the price of one of the 80 series cards costs a lot more now. But over time, I'll probably get more value out of it by having to replace it less. Like in the end, it'll cost me less than buying a 70 series card and upgrading it every year and a half to two years.
0: Yeah, to be fair, though, I i don't see myself upgrading um to anything beyond the 1070 for a few years as well the reason yeah. i say that is because i don't plan on getting 4k anytime soon if yeah i thought
2: i might get 1440p at some point but 4k is a yeah. long way for me
0: and and i i plan on probably just sticking with 1080 because it's fine. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's still full HD is what it's called. But yes. um,
2: But you could have ultra HD. <laughs> and,
0: and that would be great. But here's here's the other thing. Even with the 1080 and probably even with the Titan X, there is no way that you're going to play a game at ultra settings on 4K and get 60 frames a second. No, yeah, no game that supports thing, yeah. 4K will allow you to will will run
2: that way unless possibly you SLI it, and then well, it depends though what happens and you we can't tell this right now to be fair, but it will depend what happens with new APIs like Vulkan because interestingly enough, and this blew my mind, um, I went to fire up Doom on this card uh, because Doom just added Vulkan support, and the nvidia geforce experience like auto tuner thing was like hey you could play this on nightmare detail in vulcan mode you could play this on nightmare detail and use the up upsc- the built-in uh up reser to scale it up to 4k and i was like you're freaking crazy and i told it to do that and i shit you not 4k on nightmare detail doom runs at 68 frames a second nice now do you card. have and the, you but that's under a- only under vulcan under OpenGL, it's like 20.
0: do you have a 4k monitor
2: no, but it was, it was using the, uh, the upscaling uh, feature. So it was displaying, it was outputting to me at 1080, but it was still rendering in 4k. So it's, I think it's called um, super sampling or super sampling. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's an upscaler. It's an upscaler basically, but they call it NVIDIA super sampling. And, uh, and- but yeah. And it, so with the Vulcan API and stuff like that, if more games start taking advantage of that it 4k at 60 on cards like this could be possible, but right. I mean, Doom Doom showed that off, but uh, who knows if that's going to get wide adoption? Or-
0: yeah, that's that's the problem. Is you're still running in? I've seen, I I read benchmarks every time a new card comes out to see how it performs, and in like Hitman 4K it doesn't work. It doesn't work no. at all. You get games 1080 like- on
2: full yeah. detail and DirectX 12 on this card. It struggles.
0: Yeah, so. I'm going to wait. Probably not even the next generation of cards are going to be able to do it um, for a decent price. Maybe the ne- maybe two years from now, I'll actually get a new card that will be able to play 4K or uh, 1440 or whatever at 60 frames a second in full detail. Because right now, I don't see it happening.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it- it'll depend. I mean... Yeah, DirectX 12 I know has not been fully figured out yet. It's supposed to deliver massive performance improvements as is Vulkan and uh and things like that. So, yeah, if those if they can deliver on those and they get popular, then yeah, that may shift the 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 playing field a lot, but who really knows at this point? Where it's going to be a while before we know that.
0: Connor, you're a software developer, make it happen. Yeah,
2: totally. totally. How hard is that? Like, really, you know? Probably <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, that's no, just you just TV, press man. the Vulcan button in your engine and friggin' that's it.
0: That's just an afternoon for you,
2: right?
1: Yeah, yeah pretty much. Not even an afternoon. You know, oh, good. Something to do during lunch break. Oh, good. Yeah. Totally. Man,
2: <laughs> anyway. really so easy. I don't know what people are always complaining about.
1: Yeah, t- taking a
0: long time. <laughs> Wanting to take more than a year for a game. Psh.
2: I know. Jesus Christ. Unaccepted. Yeah, you should just Seriously. do what that
0: guy from uh uh Five Nights at Freddy's does and just release a game like Every six months or so.
2: Every week? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to somebody else making a game. I'm I'm sorry about the silence. I was just... I'm confused. Square Enix is making a new JRPG. That's not very surprising. They are, however, making the RPG for the Apple Watch
1: that part very surprising yeah the- yeah i don't
2: i i don't even the the only thing i can think of is that they must be doing it with some incentive from apple or something because the two things i hear about the apple watch right now are that one it's selling like crap and two apparently the battery life on them is abysmal to begin with so i can't imagine trying to play a game on it um but uh, According to this, the only thing I can think of is that this must be getting at least partially funded by Apple in some way.
0: Yeah, I would imagine that they are they are paying Sweenix to do this. Now, the game is going to be called Cosmos Rings. Cosmos Rings looks to be a spinoff of another series of role-playing games for, mo- for mobile devices called Chaos Rings. Have either of you right. played Chaos Rings?
2: I have not. It's, Neither have
0: I. Is it a Japanese-only game?
2: I, uh, maybe, hang on a minute, let me, uh, uh not, not much is known out.
0: about it, apparently it will release later this summer, uh, so are either of you going to be playing this game?
2: Well, I don't own an Apple Watch, or any smartwatch, nor do I have any plan to, so probably not! <laughs> what yeah. about you? I,
1: it's it, mostly w-
2: the smartwatch thing. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's not even it's not even the smartwatch thing. It's that I don't like Apple products. So, I don't have a smartphone or I don't have an Apple iPhone that could support having an Apple Watch because of course they have a closed system so you can't run the Apple Watch without an iPhone.
2: So, yeah, you would exa- have to pay well, I- exactly.
0: You'd have to pay what, 4 or 500 bucks at minimum to get a new iPhone. You would have to pay. I think it's what two fifty is the cheapest Apple Watch you can get, or three hundred. So. so you would have to pay so, at least at at the very least like seven or eight hundred dollars just to be able to so play this game.
2: Things here I thought would be interesting. I actually looked up Chaos Rings. Um, so Chaos Rings is a theor- uh, a series of four RPGs that were actually all developed for uh, the iPad, the iPhone, and Android stuff. Oh. Uh, they're actually all mobile RPGs. And there was one version called Cha- uh, Chaos Rings 3 Prequel Trilogy that came to the Vita. Um, but they're all actually – it's a mobile series, which is kind of interesting. So I guess that's fitting. Um but, uh, yeah, so that that also explains why I'd never heard of it either. Um, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how you because like i have seen the Apple Watch, I have a colleague who has one, and i've looked I've, I've looked at it and I've looked at the size of the screen and whatnot. I don't know how you make anything but the most simplistic kind of game for a screen that small. Like, that's going to be the interesting thing for me is how much of an RPG is it going to be? Because if the entire thing plays on your watch screen, that seems like it's going to have to be really simplistic.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty awful, I would imagine. So do any of you actually think... know the
1: resolution on the iWatch? Like, is how impossible are we talking here? Uh, so the resolution
2: is 272 by 340, and the larger version is 312 by 390.
1: You can get, like, four or five pixels to a character. It'll be fine.
2: Well,
0: well, no, no, well, let's it's, be It's fair. not
2: so much how it's going to look, it's how the UI is going to work. Like, how are you going to control it? Because the Apple Watch doesn't have any buttons, right? It's all a touchscreen.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't think it has yeah. any buttons on it
2: uh um, no i I don't think so at all so and and if, if this is going to be for the watch supposedly it wouldn't utilize the phone in any way you'd be playing it on the watch so i mean i'll be curious to see it you know when it comes out i might have my colleague buy it and just so i can see it and see what it's like but uh oh your friend your it's a weird has it he my colleague has an uh, yeah has an apple watch but uh yeah Do you I'll make fun of him,
0: him. constantly
2: Uh, Yeah, he's one of the sales guys, so we don't see him all the time. But he has been made fun of before. But yeah, I I mean, I'd be curious to look at it. But it 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 does seem like a very weird move, simply because yeah, like no one's really made games for the Apple Watch, and I mean, the Apple Watch is, I mean, all smart watches are kind of tanking, but the Apple Watch is the most successful one. But that's not saying much. And I think they're still going down a lot. So I
0: think they're still losing money on it.
2: Yeah, well their sales then the sales of it are actually declining, so like it doesn't seem like much of a market to tap, but who knows? Maybe if you're one of the only games on it, that gives you a chance to do well by default. I yeah,
0: I guess. I don't know. Um no. so anyway, that's that's our our take on it is that this game looks like shit. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it probably will be shit. Um let's see if there's anything with the link that's provided from Destructoid. Nope. All, all you see on the link is a picture of somebody, an artist's rendition of somebody wearing an eye watch, and a picture of the game that tells you nothing. Yeah. And keep in mind, they, they don't get to use the full screen because at the top of the screen, they still have to show the time and everything.
2: Yeah. Oh. So it has to. Okay. So even when you're running that, it has to keep the UI. Yeah. It's I. Don't, just, it hmm. sounds like
1: a disaster. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It kind of yeah. does. I mean, th- that's why I want to see it because I just want to see how they, at the very least, attempt to make that work. Even if it doesn't work, I just, I, I really want to know.
1: <laughs> it's like watching a train wreck. It's awful, but you can't look away. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So anyway, uh, that's pretty much the podcast for this week. I thank you guys for being here.
2: Sure,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, and nothing better to do. Well, I know. And so let's go into the whoring a little bit. With Parallax Abstraction, you can find him on Twitter at PXA Media for all of his media stuff. PX Abstraction for just his his personal Twitter that he actually tweets from. Uh you yeah. can find him at what is it? Uh Bravo. PX No, on, no, no, your website, Ge- your website.
2: Oh, geekbravado.com is Geek, the, yeah. the the blog which has links to a bunch of other stuff too.
0: Yeah, geekbravado. Uh you can find him at PX abstraction on YouTube and on Twitch, which you are now streaming to both again.
2: No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not bothering to do that right now. But I'm trying. Um, I, I redid my entire streaming setup yesterday to something that works a lot better. I'm going to be trying to start streaming to Twitch on a uh, much more regular basis than I used to be. So uh, I'll hopefully be be doing some more stuff there. It's going to be a, a variety of stuff. So
0: yeah, uh, we'll see uh, you how can that f- goes. You can find Connor at uh, on Twitter. It'll be at Cyberpunk. Underscore Monk. Mm-hmm. And you can find him at, on Twitch at... It is, I think, the Cyberpunk Monk, all one word.
1: Correct. I am actually planning on doing some more live coding. I don't know, you know, when, but kind of having the itch again, you know?
0: Yeah. And then mm, you cool. can find him on YouTube with his old name, Nemesis0320. He never uploads there, but we can still whore yeah. it out a little
1: bit. Yes.
0: You can find me nathan reen Spruth at reaton everywhere so it's Reeton on twitter Reeton on youtube Reeton on twitch uh every wednesday from 5 p.m pacific time which is 8 eastern time to 8 p.m pacific time i will be playing a video game on the green man gaming twitch stream so if you go to green man gaming or uh, twitch.com Forward slash Green Man Gaming. You can find me there. I'm part of the Green Team. Uh, last week I was exhausted and was passing out while playing the game, so I I cut it about an hour short, just because I was like <laughs> I I can't stay awake. But uh, other than that, I you know try to stream there three hours every Wednesday. Um, also, if you if you're interested, follow that. Uh, if you don't like me, follow Green Man Gaming anyway. There are plenty of other Uh, people who play games throughout the week Uh, i know that anti tinkerbell does it she's from ireland Uh, we got cosmo the coder magna gaming got a bunch of people who stream on the same you know they they have a similar schedule so three hours sometime in the week that they stream so you're usually going to be able to find somebody at least once or twice a day that's going to be streaming on there uh you can and yeah you click the green man gaming link below uh, they actually changed it. Did you read about this Parallax abstraction? They took away uh, coupon codes.
2: Yeah, that's right. So basically, as long as you're logged in now, they they'll automatically show you the the best price for anything they have. That's uh, kind of interesting. I mean, I I have no problem with not having to enter promo codes as long as the prices are still competitive. So it's uh, yeah, it was an interesting change. We'll see how it works.
0: Yeah. So what he basically what he said is if you have an account there. Or if you if you don't have an account or you're not logged in, they will show you just the base price with maybe a little bit of a discount. But if you have a an account, make sure to log into that account when you're looking for video games because they will show mm-hmm. you the best price at all possible. So that's good. Anyway, yeah. and apparently people are confused and don't know how it works because Green Man well, Gaming that's did surprising. <laughs> Green Man Gaming did a Twitch uh, or a Twitter poll. And they said, do you guys understand? Like, is it is it easy to understand this? And 54% of people said no. That's not easy uh, to understand. It's like, you just log into your fucking account. That's all you have to do.
2: Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that, I don't know. That seems a little, yeah. I mean, it's, it's unsurprising. And, you know, it's just, I, I think some people just reflexively said no because they didn't like change, you know, they don't like change.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I am definitely trying to get my, uh, my friends to do the, uh, to do the Green Man Gaming Twitch streams as well. So
2: yeah, I wouldn't uh, mind trying it. Just right now, three hours in a block is tricky for me. But yeah, uh, that makes sense. But we'll see. I trying, might look into that at some point, though.
0: I'm trying to get a Roa to do it, but he is. Uh, he was like, "What if they don't think that I'm good enough?" I'm like, "They let me do it. Come on."
2: <laughs> I mean, checkmate.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they. I was talking because they have a Discord. And I was talking to them, and somebody mentioned like, "Hey, we're gonna have to just review people's videos, make sure that their quality is good enough to, you know, be on this." And I was like, "Shit!" And so I, I sent <laughs> yeah. them one of my. I sent them the one cheek of my is streams. Up. Yeah, I sent them one of my streams, and they're like, "Oh, your quality's great." I'm like, "Okay, you have low standards. Good, happy about that." So. Um, you know, it's not a huge bar of entry. Just don't be a douchebag type of thing. So, uh, and they
1: still let you in.
0: Yeah, somehow I I've tried not to be as much of a douchebag as I normally am.
1: So let's anyway, you know how
2: lets you know how big a uh, you know it it what how so what must a, a douchebag in their eyes actually be?
0: Yeah, exactly. But anyway, <laughs> um. I do thank you guys for for being here, and uh, apparently Aroa wasn't even at home. But yeah, thanks guys for being here, and I will possibly see you guys next week.
1: Yeah, probably Fair. not.
0: Take it easy, guys. Bye.